Welcome one and welcome all to the greatest show of them all. The NFC East Mixtape Volume 138. You can listen to us on any one of SB Nation's NFC East blog podcast networks. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. If you do any of those things, you will see, hear, read, smell, taste, perhaps, I don't know, uh, the stylings of myself. I'm RJ Cho from Blogging the Boys. Still a little bit under the weather. He is Brandon Lee Gatton from Bleeding Green Nation. Back from Colorado. BLG, how was your trip? Did you enjoy it? It was a nice time, RJ, in the mountains. I was doing some hiking, drove on some mountain roads, saw some snow, which is, you know, early for this, at least where I am in this time of year, seeing snow and whatnot. So um, it was a great time. Uh, glad to be back. Happy to listen to, I, obviously, I love doing the NFC mixtape with you, but I also, once in a while, it's kind of fun to just be a listener um and i thought brendan did a good job last week you you missed me so you got someone with a name close to mine but not exactly my name so uh yeah i mean you must be really excited to have me back uh it was really fun we got a lot of positive feedback from people getting to hear uh a more uh close to the vest perspective on the commanders obviously uh it was a fun time obviously with them coming off of that close loss to seattle obviously at the moment um, not so much this past week, which we'll get into. Mm. Uh, but Brendan was great. Uh, there is a survivor crossover in terms of some of our listeners, so they definitely enjoyed him. Um, and uh, yeah, his his season of Survivor, I was doing a little bit more research on it, obviously, bo- both before and after having spoken with him. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, I not my favorite season, and some of it now is because our friend did not win it. Uh, mm. But, um, you know, good for well, one. Well, my though, other friend did win it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, Wendell no is spoiler is, alert. When, Wendell is awesome, but as an Eagles fan, I, I can't like sign off or advocate for this. I was trying to think about, um, and I meant to ask Brendan this, but we just went we went way too long. Um, I can't. I can only name of one Cowboys fan survivor that I know, and the the person did win it. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not sure, but you're also not counting like the actual former Cowboys coaches. No, right. Yeah. Like obviously Danny McRae or Jimmy Johnson or things like that. Alan Ball. Alan Ball as well. Um, no, I was thinking of Mike Holloway, um, is a Cowboys fan. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so good to have you back. Uh, we swapped out the E for the A Brendan to back to Brandon, as you mentioned. Um, I wanted to make one last joke. You mentioned you were in Boulder. Um, did you steal somebody's roommate's mattress? I don't. What's the joke here? It's a song from the Chainsmokers. I don't know that song. That's a, that is a lie. It's impossible that you don't know that song. It's don't know lie. that song. Uh, by the way, on the subject of songs, uh, we'll of course add ours uh, to this week's episode of uh, or this week's uh, songs to the NFC's mixtape place. But I forgot to mention mine and Rachelle's last week. Uh, Rachelle added "Happy Feelings" by Maze and Frankie Beverly. I added, I will be, or it's an aisle. It's aisle. It's a contraction. I'll be there for you uh, by the Rembrandts. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have friends on their mind with the passing of Matthew Perry. So uh, a great song in and of itself and a great theme song specifically. BLG, we have reached the week of Thanksgiving. It's a fast week uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. A unique time, obviously, because they play on back-to-back Thursdays, which makes kind of evaluating the NFC East a little bit wonky for the next whatever you want to call it, 13 days or so. Uh, but we have to start in divisional order, divisional standing, which would have been the same order even if the Eagles had lost on Monday Night Football, but they did not. Uh, Philadelphia won 21-17 to 17, uh, despite – I mean, I've seen several variations of, like, the Chiefs had more yards, more this, more that. A.J. Brown, what did he have? What, one catch for eight yards or whatever it was? Uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown. Like, I've seen all these different computations of, of ways to put it. Uh, but the Eagles, I've said it many times, and I think you would agree, certainly. It is so annoying how they can just survive long enough to do the one or two. Sometimes it's three. I mean, but just the the specific things that are necessary to win a game. And they did it again on Monday Night Football. Well, I wish Pete Sweeney was here because the Eagles refused to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, to the Patrick Mahomes. It's been too long for that joke. because there's, I think there's a lot of people who don't know that. Um, You're that right. Kid. For a you lot of the audience, yeah. they don't get that. But for you and me, and <laughs> really, that's all that matters in this moment right now as we were recording. Um, it's true. It's true. They, they, and they've done it so many times this year. They've just, it's very cliche. It goes against 
analysis of you know like one score games and luck and stuff in the nfl but i mean i I don't care how you win in arrowhead with the chiefs coming off their bye andy Reid, obviously that's all everyone is talking about it's like a level of the steagles heading into this game oh andy (laughs) Reid off the bye did you know andy Reid's really good off the bye yeah i I would also add talking about i would also add now um did you know that Andy Reid is the winningest head coach in both of these franchises' histories? Uh, so, like, that's that's up there with the the same kind of stuff. So, it, I I don't care how you get it done to go into Arrowhead like that to be down ten points. Like, it looked like the game was going to be over. It really did. It looked like okay, um, Eagles go into half down ten points, and okay, can they get anything going early in the third quarter? No, Th- a three and out with like very uninspired play calling, and it's like. Well, this is going to be the game probably, and it wasn't. And the fact that the Eagles shut out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in their own house in the second half is just, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's incredible, especially for, you. we just saw this defense against the Cowboys give up like a gazillion yards to CD and uh, even Jake Ferguson, and yet they shut down Travis Kelsey, which um, you have to give them a lot of credit for, and I know there were drops by the Chiefs receivers, but part of that is because they were able to make Patrick Mahomes throw to his less than inspiring receivers as opposed to just being able to go back to Travis Kelsey over and over again. So that kind of worked where the Eagles basically did the right thing to dare anyone but Travis Kelsey to beat them, and they couldn't do that. And that was a good strategy to take. Obviously, again, they got fortune in some ways, but they also made their own luck in some other ways. Um, you know, it was a really good punch out by Bradley Roby on that Travis Kelsey fumble. It's, you know, it's a legitimately good play. Um, so ultimately, were the Eagles lucky and fortunate? Yes. Have they been a lot this season? Yes. But they also just win. And they, it's, it's weird. I'm going long here, but it's weird how they won because how do the Eagles typically win? They win in the trenches. AJ Brown is awesome. Secondary is not that great. It was the exact opposite. Secondary was awesome. AJ Brown didn't do anything almost. Uh, trenches, they were getting bullied until late in the game, which consistently this year, the Eagles have been incredibly clutch when it comes to their pass rush coming through at the end of the game. Obviously, the Cowboys experienced that, but it's happened multiple other times as well. And that's been a consistent. That part is not luck. Like Josh Sweat coming through at the end to force Patrick Mahomes into that intentional grounding. That's the value of having really, really good edge rushers. Um, And you saw the value of that. And the uh, Eagles are the top team in the NFL. They're nine and one. And even if you want to say, okay, lucky, blah, 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 they're just in such a good spot still at nine and one with the Lions, 49ers, and Cowboys all winning in week 11. To be able to hold serve with seven games left to go is a huge deal. So um, there's like people want to call it luck. Like I, I think there's a lot of. I wouldn't even say Cowboys fans at this point. I think a lot of people um, are just kind of sick of the Eagles getting away with this, uh, to use the, the Breaking Bad-ism. Um, and, and some of it is generated luck, like the, the sweat thing. I agree with you completely. Uh, some of it is crazy. Like, some like what is this now? Four straight fumbles that the Eagles have recovered of their own their own fumbles? There was a three in the Dallas game and then the, the one um, in, in this particular game. Um, well, so, it's even I mean, more because Dylan Hurts recovered his own fumble in this game at one point. So that's what I'm. That, that's what I'm saying. That's no. That's well, I thought there, there were three against Dallas, and this was the fourth. I thought so. Okay. Either well, way, you were talking about the Kelsey fumble too. It's at least four uh, fumbles. No, I'm talking. I'm talking Eagles fumbles that they own, have recovered. Covering yeah. their own fumbles. So sure. like four yeah. straight own fumbles recovered. So, like some of that is just the way the ball bounces. Um, some of it is. I mean, like. I do not want to take away from the shutdown of the Chiefs, but like you, like the Chiefs are just cold all of a sudden in the second half. Like they can't score any points. Like it's crazy. Um, the Kelsey fumble, I mean, that is is not entirely luck. There's a lot of skill involved in that. Yeah. That felt like the true, holy crap, they really are going to get away with this again. Uh, the bomb to Devontae to set it up. I mean, like that, that it, again, it's annoying how like if, if you look at the like five most critical moments of the game, the Eagles find a way to like, if there's like a hundred plays, I know that's not true, but like just for the math's sake, if there's a hundred plays, the Eagles are like, we don't care about the other 95. Like as long as we win these five, it will work out. And they managed to do that week in and week out. And people keep saying it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And the like logical part of my brain believes that and agrees with that, but it, it keeps finding a way to be sustainable. Even, you know, 
obviously we're talking about the Kansas City game, but even you know, coming off the Dallas game where they peed down their leg in the final defensive possession, they got the one moment where they sacked Dak Prescott when Terrence Steele let it go to kind of ruin what was, you know, going to be the moment that Dallas took the lead finally. And so I I wouldn't bet on this being sustainable, but I can't bet against it either, if that makes sense. Well, again, they've also bought themselves time if they can figure things out that they're in such a good position. Like it's almost it goes, you can go one of either way on it. You can be like, well, it's not sustainable, but you can also be like, well, the Eagles are winning despite despite not even playing well. And if they can actually hit another year at some point, and it's hard to totally buy into that because, you know, we're 10 games into it, uh, but it's not impossible. You know, the, I think the potential exists for them to, because again, like last night, um, the things that usually go well didn't, and the things that did, so maybe they can get on the same page at some point i don't know i don't know that i fully believe in that but i do believe in that there is something to this team finds a way like i think that kind of is the intangible that jalen hurts brings i mean i'm sure you saw this statistic floating around he's like the uh he's seven he's he's won the last seven games he's been down by 10 points or whatever i know their like quarterback has more than four some kind of stat like that like but that that speaks to who he is in terms of a guy who's not going to get rattled and doesn't let things snowball and i think the team does take here's that actual stat since i butchered that this is from jeff kerr of cbs jalen hurts has won seven straight games when trailing by 10 plus points it's the most by any quarterback in the nfl since it was tracked in 1991 no other quarterback has more than four straight of those games and again you know there's some luck in there because of one score games and whatnot but there is also something to a resilience and a, hey, we made some mistakes, but we're not going to let it snowball. And other quarterbacks and other players do let that happen. Like we want to make we make fun of the Chargers all the time for like finding ways to lose because they typically do that. The Eagles are the opposite of that. They find ways. They just they somehow find ways to win in different ways. They're resilient. They're just they're not easy to beat. You think you have them down. You don't. Um, incredibly frustrating team to play if you're on the other side. I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated to keep watching this. Like, can, can Buffalo be the team? Can San Francisco be the team? Like, who is it? Like, it, it couldn't be Dallas, at least in, in the first matchup. It, it couldn't be Kansas City. Um, and so, I mean, how long is the the gauntlet? That's what five games, right? Because Buffalo so or six. Because uh, it's Buff, it's Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, right? Remaining. Yeah. Yeah. So two I mean, home games and then two road games. Right. So two games out of the way, if you consider it having began with the the first Dallas game. I it's mean, also even tougher than it might appear because they play the Bills on short rest this week, coming you know Monday to Sunday. Then they play the 49ers who are coming off of playing on Thanksgiving, so the 49ers have a rest advantage in that one. Even they the actually get. Really- they get the Niners and Cowboys back to back coming off. And of again, Thursday yeah, game. and right. then the, yeah, they play the Cowboys who are going to be coming off extra rest. So uh, yeah, not really ideal. Also, um, we're, this is the, our portion about the Eagles, but I noticed this on Monday. Um, so they get the Cowboys coming off of the, where the Cowboys are coming off of a long rest um, the week after playing the Niners. I know this is. I was asking stats about this on Monday. I know it, it it doesn't hold the same way as it did last year, but remember there was a point in time where teams were like zero and thirteen like the week after playing the Niners or whatever it was because they just got beat up so badly. Um, Dallas gets both um, Philadelphia and San- and Seattle the week before coming off of games against San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. So if you put any stock into that, I do think that's a little bit interesting. Uh, but back to the Eagles. I mean, like, yeah, like the Justin Jefferson fumble through the end zone however many weeks ago, the, like, f- the self-fumbles that are recovered, uh, the Travis Kelsey fumble, like all these things feel like luck. But I do believe that the Eagles are a team that, that that puts themselves in a position to benefit more greatly from luck than the average NFL team. And maybe that luck will run out. I certainly hope it does. But right now it is incredibly maddening. And to your point, um, the fact that, you know, they've been able to bottle or hold on to this luck, you know, nine times out of 10 contests so far has given them room for error, mm-hmm. has, has given them breathing room if it does catch up to them. Obviously, the other side of that coin is like maybe they stabilize and become the team they were last year, but they have they have a huge lead, relatively speaking, uh, for the number one seed, obviously in the NFC East, but it could obviously evaporate like that because it's the NFL. Any other thoughts on the Eagles? Well, and we'll get to this to the Cowboys part, kind of a transition here, but very interesting Thanksgiving for the Eagles 
because all the other top competitors in the right. NFC are playing that day. So it'll be a very interesting day rooting for at least one, at least they're probably not going to get you know all three obviously the odds are very much against that but even if you can just get the lions the cowboys or the 49ers at least one of those teams to lose that would be a really big deal you should um while we're kind of having this conversation um pull up DraftKings sportsbook who are our friends on the Nation nfl show and just just a put parlay. a parlay just straight up parlay on on the packers commanders and seahawks winning um yeah, you can take the lines if you want or take the money line but i have to imagine those are some really really long odds i'm trying to buy you time while you do that um i thought you would be faster at this i mean it's, it's the app's not loading with all due by respect, the way i was not on um the espionation nfl show last week yeah uh, i know you, it's but, been so long since i've talked know, to you because but, of but that. you but you and steven um so the three of us had our first ever successful same game parlay a few weeks back now and you and steven did it again uh without me i guess i technically did it too because it was you, my yeah, problem well. well i know but i wasn't on the episode so we we yeah. are uh we're actually riding a two you know, weak win streak because uh, you you did not participate a few weeks ago. Right. Justice filled in for you, um, so yeah. we are you know on fire. Actually, we're heating up if you play by standard rules, I suppose. Uh, but we're one away from being on fire. Do you have the odds finally for this? If you parlay? do the Packers, the Commanders, and the 49ers, you parlay that all together. No, the Seahawks, not the 49ers. Sorry, I, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I misspoke, but I did do the right thing here. It would be plus seven three five three. Oh so God. in other words, you could bet ten dollars to win seven hundred and forty-five dollars. So yes, of course, not likely to happen. But if you, you were should to bet do that, that if you're an Eagles fan, though, look right, like throw, you know, have well, some have some fun. I mean, throw ten bucks on it. Yeah. You could also bet all on the favorites, hoping that you get it wrong and do the emotional hedge. And if you do that, in that case, that's actually minus one oh four. So you oh, could, you could bet uh, ten bucks to win uh, nine dollars and sixty-two cents. Well, that the the money there um, contextualizes how improbable um, this is. Um, so, are you ready to move to the Cowboys? I don't want to j- jump the gun. Uh, last thing I'll say is I, I think I'm I don't remember if I mentioned this, but um, the Eagles beating the Chiefs like you know wasn't the biggest deal in terms of didn't impact the conference record or anything like that. But obviously, there's value in just winning another game and giving your opponents less time to catch up, and you're you know holding serve. But also the sneaky like under the radar thing is that the um, tiebreaker that could come into play potentially for the Lions and the Eagles when it comes to getting the one seed is or whatever kind of seeding strength is, of opponent or whatever. Is, um, well, it's conference record first, but then it goes down to common opponents. The record right, and the, and the Lions had beaten the Chiefs. And the Lions right. had beaten the Chiefs, so for the Eagles to make sure that the Lions don't have that advantage over them, and now the Eagles still have to play the Seahawks, and if they can beat the Seahawks where the Lions lost to them, that could potentially. We don't know for sure if that's going to come into play, but like under the radar valuable win because of that angle all right well said um the dallas cowboys um this was interesting um i thought about this i mean like um nobody celebrates injuries but like the arrow was pointing really far up (coughs) excuse me for the chiefs relative to the last time they played so before monday night the last time we'd seen them was in germany against the dolphins and since then the bills collapsed obviously fired ken dorsey joe burrow got hurt right like the door really swung open for kansas city which is why even though they lost on monday night like i feel like most chiefs fans are like well that sucked but like we're still all right like even as far as the one seed is concerned and on the opposite end of the spectrum for the eagles since they last played the cowboys have won two games the lions have won two games the niners have won two games like it just you know the the, it was kind of the inverse that's why like i I did a radio hit uh in toronto on monday night and they asked me who i thought kind of needed to win more and it was certainly the eagles just again because of everything that had happened um while they were on their bye um so the cowboys win again um they're now seven and three kind of a sleepy ish sort of game um in some respects uh but our takeaway on, on that at blog of the boys has been well it was kind of sleepy and they beat them 33 to 10 right like it, it it didn't even take like you know their b plus effort and they put away you know this team it was a little bit dicey you got to a, a one possession game in the third quarter and then the cowboys kind of stood up and said okay enough of this and in a flash it was all of a sudden 30 to 10 yeah the, the cowboys were never in danger of losing that game i mean the they just absolutely took advantage of a bad Panthers offensive line. And man, it's more of like SB Nation NFL show talk here. But like, I just don't. The Bryce Young thing just, it just doesn't look like he doesn't the, look the whole like vibe. an NFL quarterback. It just it doesn't. My, I was watching my dad on Sunday and he was like, What? He was like, He's like, That's their quarterback? Like, he didn't understand. <laughs> he was like, He couldn't. He, he was like, this, this guy is their number one overall pick. Like, he didn't get it. 
And I think there's something to be said for that. Just someone, you know, not like, obviously, um, uh, who's someone who isn't biased in terms of, oh, but he went to Alabama. Oh, he's the number one pick. It's like, maybe it's kind of just the eye test. And it's like, that guy doesn't really pass it. But, you know, obviously the Cowboys, to their credit, as they have all year, they've smashed bad teams, which is what you should do. It's the same exact thing I defended the Eagles for doing last year when everyone's like, oh, they had an easy road to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl. And they did. They earned that road, number one. But they also smashed all those teams along the way, unlike anyone else had ever done really before and you look at historical context but it is worth mentioning that that happened it's also worth mentioning that the cowboys have played the easiest schedule this year by dvoa and they have the second worst strength of victory this year so um they're doing what you should do in terms of beating bad teams by a ton but it's also like my thing with the cowboys has been often this year it's like what are we really learning about the team like we know they can do this but like what's the new thing we're learning i think um post by really not even post by but post Niners loss um we've learned that Mike McCarthy is a very good play caller like I people will always roll their eyes like he will never get proper credit um but I mean ever since that Niners loss the the very next game was the Chargers game on Monday Night Football and Dak was kind of the the only thing that powered that offense and that was the moment that they kind of woke up and started to utilize CD Lamb um, then they had their bye, and they've just been on fire offensively ever since, except for this game. I mean, but it didn't really require, you know, this like massive offensive, you know, showing or whatever. Um, so that is the the new thing. Like, oh, like to your point, we haven't <clears throat> learned that the defense can destroy inferior teams. Like we've known that for a long time. Mm-hmm. We haven't learned that the special teams can be a factor as well, because we've known that for a long time. The Cowboys are just, <clears throat> excuse me, becoming consistently good. I think like that's another thing that we've learned. We've learned that they are now one of these kind of always having a seat at the table teams. Um, they are seven and three for the third year in a row. Uh, that's been their record through 10 games each of the last three years. Um, Mike McCarthy is the second coach in Dallas Cowboys franchise history to win at least seven of a season's first 10 games three different times. He's obviously done it three years in a row. The only other head coach in franchise history to do that is Tom Landry. And he did it a billion times. I mean, obviously he was coach for 29 years, but, um, but so, I mean, that's it. Like we have learned that they, they have made it through like, and I'm not again saying, I, I say this all the time. Like, I'm not saying throw a parade, hang a banner, but they are no longer the like, you know, wishy washy all or nothing team. They are consistently good. They are going to be a playoff team year in and year out. That's what Mike McCarthy was in green Bay. And, one time it worked out and they won every single thing that you possibly could, including a playoff win in Philadelphia. Um, and so now that's who they are. And so the true measurement of all things, I mean, then you could say this about the Eagles or uh, at this point, the Bills or the Chiefs mm-hmm. or whoever is like, can you get it done in the playoffs and can you win the Super Bowl? Uh, but the fact that the Cowboys are now seated among them, I believe since 2021 started, I need to double check this. The only teams with more regular season wins, again, regular season, um, than the Cowboys are the Chiefs and Eagles. I mean, they've surpassed the Niners and the Bills uh, in that time just because of the recent stretches. So um, that's what we've learned in my mind, which is a significant thing. Again, we can get it maybe more into it on the SB Nation NFL show or here if you want. But this is not why the Cowboys won, to be clear. They won because they were just clearly outclassing the Panthers. But also, it is true that Frank Reich, what are the not a good head coach man the, the Dude, take that he was that... the secret genius behind the Eagles success I mean the Panthers were I know they're bad like the talent isn't fully there but you could just see on Sunday that was an awfully coached team how many third down horrible penalties yeah. did the Panthers get and that's a totally unnecessary stupid penalty that just wiped out a, a stop like that happened at least three times I feel like I saw um, and it just it shows that's like that's just textbook not a good co- well coached team. But that's where I mean, kind of to the Eagles point we talked about, like if you put yourself in a position to benefit from luck, and then in a benefit in a position to capitalize on the luck that goes your way, you know that that is a hallmark of a of a great team. Yeah, and the Cowboys um, weren't making the mis- mistakes by comparison, a much better coach team than Price um, Panthers. I would offer um, so like when it felt. I mean, you know how it is. Like every fan base feels like the sky is falling whenever anything like doesn't go their way. So the Panthers made this a seven point game. Uh, Their touchdown drive went 17 plays for 70 yards. That is so difficult to go Mm -hmm. 70 yards and only 17 plays. They had three fourth down conversions on that possession. And that that possession was also kept alive by a a running into the kicker penalty as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like 
again, I don't want to make this about the Panthers. We could talk about it on Friday. Actually, we're recording TJ football this week on True. Wednesday. Uh, but, um, but so like people look at like Brandon Staley as an example. They're like, oh well, your defense isn't even good. Like that's that's like your thing. So like if your thing isn't even good, like what are you doing here? So Frank Reich, you're supposed to be this like offensive genius. Like you had one possession where you cashed in for a touchdown, and it it took like the mightiest might of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And, and some like, you know, luck and weird help and whatever, just for you to get one touchdown. Um, Crazy. Um, But, um, but the Cowboys are seven and three notable things. Deron Bland tied the NFL record for most pick sixes in a single season with four. He has um, four touchdown catches this year. Um, That is how many Saquon Barkley has for the Giants who has uh, the most on the Giants. That is the same that Jahan Dotson has for the Commanders, who has the most uh, for the Commanders. Um, also, um, I mean, nobody is like, oh, wow, I'm so surprised that this is happening. But before this game, it was announced that Jimmy Johnson is entering the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. I wanted to ask um, your take. So, uh, so, like, I mean, Cowboys fans have kind of heard us talk about this, but I, I would imagine this is at least of interest uh, for other fan bases. Um, about an hour and a half before kickoff, and this Not was a really. new, well, this was a noon game. Also, so it, was kind of, it wasn't like a, a you know prime time prime affair time. or anything. It was just so random. About an hour and a half before kickoff, Jerry Jones announced he's going to have a surprise press conference twenty minutes before the game starts. And he had been seen talking to Jimmy Johnson. Everybody like naturally assumed this, but nobody was willing to believe it because, well, I mean, like you know, the history kind of speaks for itself. And yeah, all of a sudden, boom! You're going to the Ring of Honor on December thirtieth, uh, which is a Saturday night game, a Monday night football broadcast. So Troy Aikman will be there. Uh, the game against the Lions. Um, really cool. Um, I mean, Jimmy Johnson deserves it. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, this is a really, really cool thing for the Cowboys to finally do this. This was the one kind of like, holy crap, are you serious thing that has really been hanging over them for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have much of a take on it. It just seemed obvious to me that it should have happened way sooner, but okay. I mean, it should have happened, happened like 20 years ago. I mean, yeah, but, I mean. you know, <laughs> it's I mean, way it's, overdue, but whatever. But it, doesn't but it will happen. And my, my take on this beyond the fact that like it's awesome for jimmy uh and i've said this all over our properties but like this is really cool for dallas cowboys fans like i thought about you mentioned your dad i thought about my dad like I'm, I'm so happy my dad gets to see this like people who loved those teams and experienced those teams like they should get to enjoy this moment like this is um this is a, a significant thing for dallas cowboys fans of all ages so kudos to them well why don't we take a break here throw it to break then officially throw it to break let's take a break after and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors okay welcome Welcome back back. we're back here on the (laughs) nfc's mixtape it's brandon lee gowton from bleeding green nation it's rj why would it have changed the boys why why why, how would it have changed like why do we need to reintroduce ourselves i don't know well you didn't say those websites earlier did you at the top do you say yeah i did that's my job i don't listen to that part anyway Uh, the Washington Commanders are oh, bad and dude. lost to the New York Giants. I went. Um, I I wonder. I need to hit him up, but I wonder if Brendan was like, I can't believe I went on a podcast and talked about these dudes. Like this, the season that I think you and I could be hoping happens for the Commanders, kind of happening in terms of like, or at least it was, and like, oh, Sam Howell is the guy. He's the guy. Is he really the guy if he can't beat the New York Giants? I mean, dude. So, like, I hate to boil things down to, like, these simplicities, but, like, they lost to Tommy DeVito. You know what I mean? Who who the week before the Cowboys just trounced. You know at what home. I mean? Like, you were at home. You had home field advantage. And then there was the shower thing after, which was really funny. And, like, of course it would happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, this is really bad. Like, th- this is a new low. A new football low. Because, like... You know, and the shower thing, like I saw a lot of people tweet like, oh, we can't blame this on Dan Snyder. Like this isn't even Dan- like I, I recognize the stench is still there and it takes mm-hmm. a while to kind of purge it all away. But like, man, like what is the reason for this? Like I've been out on Ron Rivera for a very long time. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of welcoming everybody to my hill. I've, I've, I sort of own all the property around here. Um, but like, how can you possibly believe in Ron Rivera at this point? Like, I know you're talking about Sam Howell, but like what does Ron Rivera offer to this football team? Yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, maybe they're just going to fire him after they lose to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, although that's kind of 
harsh. <laughs> I thought the time. I thought Frank Reich might have been fired on on Monday. After he should have been. I don't think they're going to fire him this year. But I mean, he's been terrible anyway. Um, yeah, I think that they should just to get a look at Eric Bieniemy as your interim head coach. And then that was decide. that was Brendan's point. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, and and that's why I didn't say it to him then, but like he thought I think they might fire uh, Rivera if they lose to the Giants at home, which happened. But you can't do it on a short week, obviously. So to your right, point, yeah, like it, it might happen after Thanksgiving. Yeah, you've the extended week at that point. Also, the Commanders haven't had their bye yet, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that correct? That is when does correct. That come up? Is that they coming up after it. Thanksgiving? They have it. Um, they host the Dolphins next Sunday with, okay. after the mini-bye. So, so they get the mini-bye and then the bye back then to the back. Bye. Right. Well, yeah. Then I think that um, it'll happen after one of those. <laughs> or it should, at least. Um, because what's left to see out of Ron Rivera? And it's not about like trying to salvage this season, to be clear. Not making a move with the thought that like you need to improve things now. You're making the move with your evaluating, your value. And obviously, if you win in the meantime, okay, there's potentially some value in that if you can sneak back into the wild card picture, which isn't impossible because it's not like the Vikings necessarily have a stranglehold on that never number seven spot, and then the teams ahead of them are like the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers. So and right. the Falcons, the Falcons so actually right, yeah. beaten and have a tiebreaker over. So um, I, I just think they should do something. It's pretty obvious. But if I'm looking at this from the Eagles side of things, um, it was a really ideal, if we're talking about both teams now here, really yeah. ideal result because you wanted the commanders, well, more importantly, you wanted the Giants to win and help screw up their draft positioning here. And by the way, Giants get the Patriots this week. They might win again. They might win two games in a row. And really, and that especially against the Patriots, who are going to be, you know, vying for that top pick with them. Like, this is a must-lose game for the Giants coming up, but they might blow it and win it. We'll see. Um, but anyway, yeah, commanders aren't that interesting. I think they're – I don't think it's crazy if you bring back Sam Howell, but you have to have some other kind of plan as well. Like, he can't just be, like, the plan. Like, he can be part of the plan. You might want to evaluate him further, especially if he shows some promise down the stretch, especially if him and, I guess, Eric Bienmi are really clicking or whatever. But it can't be, like, Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett again. It must it has to be, like, Sam Howell and then draft another quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example. Like, you can't go at this, like, the way the Steelers do with Kenny Pickett this year. You know what I mean? Like you, you just, you'd be stuck. Like, you know, the way the Steelers are with Kenny Pickett this year. Um, you, you have to be willing to, to constantly keep improving, um, which is something they're not really known for. Do you know what the commander's best starting field position of the day was? No, it was their own 41 yard line. Hmm. That was the best starting field position of the game. They ran three plays and lost seven yards. I think I think though, um, like I'm just looking at it on NFL Jesus. I think that was just three knees to end the half, but mm. still, like so. Even then, you squandered your best starting field position of the day. Um, on the Giants side of things, I agree with you. I'm happy they won. Do you know what their best starting field position of the day was? Uh, no, it was the Washington 34 yard line. Wow. So I want you to think about this. They started with 34 yards to go. That right there is a 50, what a 51 yard field goal. They punted. <laughs> They ran three plays and lost 11 yards and punted. Six Imagine turnovers that. is crazy. My, you're minus six in turnover differential to the Giants, who aren't like this amazing team at taking the ball away. Really? Like, that's that's so pathetic. You let I mean, Tommy DeVito have three touchdowns on you. He had 137.7 pass rating. Like, that defense. We talk about Ron Rivera here a lot, who is, you know, has a defensive background. Obviously, Jack Del Rio is going to be a candidate to go and look you know the commanders made their defense worse on purpose so that doesn't help matters but still it's tommy devito here we're talking about uh that's pretty pathetic um saquon kind of nice in this game you know like i'm but i'm really well i this is maybe what are you gonna more, do but, resign him I no 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 but like, this is more of an nfl show conversation now but like i'm really interested to see where saquon winds up in free agency if, like I, I, if you're the Giants, you better hope it's not you're resigning him. No, that's what I'm saying. Like one year Sa deal. Saquon can help a team. Like you know what I mean. Like he's he's not like the old washed running back yet. You know what I mean. Like he can help a team. So like you put Saquon, I don't know, on the Bills. I'd be the interested Eagles. in watching that. Don't don't do that. Um, a lot of people, I guarantee, you, will be like the that's Cowboys should sign Saquon. No, that's it's not, not or the Cowboys either. Like you know what I mean. But like that's what I'm saying. Like 
and Saquon's going to be like so hungry to go to like an, a, a good team. You know what I mean? At this point, he, like, I mean he's he's a loser if he resigns with the Giants. He is like, come on, you got to get out of there. Um. Also, do you re- do you realize that Kayvon Thibodeau has ten and a half sacks this year? I did see that on Big Blue View. I have not watched him play specifically a lot, so I kind of like. I wonder just how legit those sacks are. That's a nice number, obviously. Very good. I'm just saying like... But they do kind of feel like empty calories. Yeah, I've seen players on bad teams. I'm specifically... I'm not saying he's the same player, but Jason Babin once upon a time on the Eagles had like 18 sacks in a season where they were terrible, not actually any good. And basically, you know, he was just sack hunting. He wasn't even trying to defend the run at any point. Like he was just hunting for sacks. So a lot of those sacks on a bad team like makes me wonder a little bit, but... I mean, certainly it's encouraging to see. It's not a bad thing. I just, I just, I I don't know personally how, like, how legit those are. Do you know where the Giants rank in overall DVOA at FTN Fantasy? Like overall, meaning like offense, defense, everything. Yeah, um, like overall. That's what the word overall means. No. 32. <laughs> they, They're they pretty rank, bad. They rank 32nd offensively. Uh, the Commanders rank 25th um and rank 22nd offensively they rank 30th defensively again what is ron rivera's like specialty you know what i mean like what, what's supposed to be the thing you're good at what do you like and and similarly with brian Dable, like i i don't know i mean we've been saying this like this isn't anything new but like i don't know if you're the giants why you have to bring brian Dable back like sunk cost fallacy like you cannot be like oh you want coach of the year in 2022 like we got to you want a playoff game like no it's not even like, that i think the the worst thinking that would be better reason to me than it would be to say we just can't change it because it's been another thing with two years that's also yeah that's I agree, the that's worst also logic good. possible yeah. if you if you believe in him because he did those good things in the past i think that's misguided i agree with you but at least that's something to point to but you can't just point to well we can't do it because like, that's the, the mm-hmm. worst reasoning to not do it but they're going to do that. They're not going to change anything. I think what's the Giants remaining schedule here? I know they still they have, have um they have the so Patriots. They could win then... they could win like two in a row. They play they host the Patriots and the Giants coming up. No, you're talking about the command that we're talking about the Giants. They can't host the I'm Giants. Saying. They are the Giants. Sorry. The I meant to say the, the Patriots Packers. and the Packers. Yeah, they host the Patriots and the Packers. That's their next two. That pack that Packers game is on Monday night football by the way. Although, I don't know if you saw this um on Monday uh, we are now eligible for Monday night games to be flexed. Like we're at that point of the season. So um, wh- while the Giants have the massive New York market, I don't, I don't know. Um, they also have yet to have their bye week, by the way, the Giants. So they also still um, play the Rams. Like I think the Giants are winning at least one more game. And they also still play yeah. the Saints. Like that's not crazy. I mean, it's in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, I think they win at least two of Patriots, Packers, Saints on the road, and then Rams. Like, because the the Patriots, Packers, and Rams games are all at home for whatever that's worth, and then the Saints game is on the road. I think they win at least two of those, which is bad. Um, you don't want to the Giants. The, they're best served to get the highest possible pick. Maybe they can get a you know I don't know pick seven and trade up still or whatever. But then you're giving up assets. So I still think it's ideal for them to lose. I will be rooting for them to win as long as it's not against the Eagles. Last thing before we spin forward, I just saw a retweet from Big Blue View. Our buddy Ed Valentine uh, was on a podcast um, and was asked, I, I don't know what he said, but who's in better shape quarterback-wise, the Jets or the Giants? Um, I guess the Giants because they have a better chance at getting a higher pick than the Jets do right now. That's an interesting spin. I think a lot of people would have said the Jets because Aaron Rodgers could come back next year. I mean, so true. I didn't think of that, but I guess, yeah. I mean, I it's too. I don't know. I don't know. What if he's just never healthy again? Like, I don't know what his injury outlook is. Um, I didn't think about that, but also don't love the vibes there anyway. I think Jets have the higher floor. I think the Giants might have the higher ceiling. Dude, the Jets also. I mean, again, we've got a lot of NFL show takes here today. Like, I'm so out, and I've been out on Robert Sala. Like, I mean, what is that dude offering? I mean, like, well, okay, also, the defense is good, but like. The I mean, front office, I'm not trying yeah. to absolve him, but the front office did, like, fail him. I mean, it's funny to me that a lot of people are like, why does he want to stick with Zach Wilson? Who else is he going to play? I'm not saying, like, Zach Wilson should be in there still, but, like, what is the legitimate other option? I don't Trevor know that, Simeon, like, okay. I mean, Tim Boyle? I think that the frustration is that they didn't make any 
moves. I mean, you know, like I agree. But and, I've and seen like, articles, including on SBNation.com, not trying to rip on our own here, but I've seen like Robert Sala's commitment to Zach Wilson is gonna get him fired. It's like it's not like a well, I mean, from him. I mean, it's a little bit of commitment. He's not blameless, but I get your point. Um, okay, are you ready to spin forward to week 12? Yes, it's a big, a very big week in the NFC. Not just the NFCs, but the, in the NFC as a whole here. You mentioned it. Uh, six NFC teams playing on Thanksgiving Day. Um, and then That's the aforementioned... That's kind of sucks for AFC fans. Yeah. Um, and then like Not well, even one game? No. Not even... all, all six no, I know, teams. I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying it feels like you have to throw a bone to AFC fans and at least put like one AFC team on a holiday like that. Well, last year the bills were in Detroit and um, the Cowboys hosted the giants. I don't remember the night game last year. Do you off the top of your head? Yeah. I want to say, I don't think it was memorable clearly. Yeah. uh, But Thanksgiving is a fun time uh, for RJ and Brandon because uh, the first kind of, you know, original project we ever did was Friday Football Friday uh, right. in 2020 um, after the uh, Cowboys lost to the Commanders last time they mm-hmm. uh, they played them on Thanksgiving Day, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So um, going in chronological order here, uh, the Cowboys do host the Commanders on Thanksgiving Day. Did you know or do you know who the halftime performer is for the game? I saw a tweet about this and then I totally just forgot. Dolly Parton. So I know you are very excited. Uh, the Cowboys are 11-point favorites. It is the third week in a row in which they are double-digit point favorites. It was Patriots they are also... Vikings last year, by the way, at night. Oh, that's right. That crazy Vikings win. That was awesome. Um, but um, the Cowboys uh, have covered their last yes. two big spreads. Uh, they have won 12 games in a row at home. We've uh-huh. mentioned this. They take care of the bad teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they generally also win divisional contests. I know they lost the Eagles game. Uh, but so all those things kind of point in the direction of this being a comfortable Cowboys win that gets them to 8-3. and three. I mean, I just don't see how the commander's offensive line is going to hold up against the Cowboys pass rush. I do think just based on how Sam Howell was randomly frisky against the Eagles and he was against the Cowboys late last year, maybe he gets – on a heater but even if that does happen which i don't count on uh i just don't see how their awful defense is going to slow down the cowboys because the commanders can't defend tommy devito right now so i'm certainly not counting on them to defend the cowboys offense so yeah this is an easy um this is i don't know if we're gonna do lock of the week are we including the thursday games in that i don't know but if we are i'm considering that for my pick here given that you love to lock the cowboys by the way but given that uh we're recording they would cover the spread. <laughs> I know, but given that we're uh, we're recording on Wednesday and it's going out on Friday, I would assume that Thursday games are not eligible to be locked. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but anyway, so you are, but you can say it here. You're taking the Cowboys and laying eleven points. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I will be. I will be betting money, probably a lot of money, on the Cowboys money line because it's a safe bet. Yeah, uh, I will too. But it's a short week. It's Thanksgiving. Um, you know, a lot of people. I don't put as much stock into this as a lot of Cowboys fans, but a lot of people believe like, oh, anytime anybody plays the Cowboys, like they give their best shot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Do you know, by the way, this is the Cowboys 11th game. It's the 10th time this season they will have had a number one network broadcast crew. Um, So, I mean, America's team and all that jazz. Uh, But um, but it is Thanksgiving. You're going to hang a banner for that? It it is. It is a bigger state. This will be the most watched game of the year outside of the Super Bowl. Like, there's no question about that. Um, And so um, so it's well, I mean, it's a big stage and they've lost this game before. I mean, you know what I mean? They lost to a bad Raiders team two years ago. Um, because sometimes, you know, it's, it, it has a big game vibe. The halftime show is longer, you know what I mean? Than a normal halftime. Um, but still I, I will, I will bet on the, the fundamental footballness of the Cowboys that we've seen. So I will take them to get to eight and three. Um, and then obviously, uh, like crazy for the bills on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Eagles and bills play, let me make sure Sunday afternoon. Is that oh, correct? Are you going in chronological order order? Don't the giants play before? That's what I'm saying, because uh, I was double-checking that the Eagles play um, in the afternoon. Yes, it is an afternoon. I was double-checking yeah, so I could say Eagles is at 425. Right, so I was double-checking, like I said. Another so I could Kelly come... Green game. Um, against the Bills? I don't love that. Um, I didn't like – why are the two Kelly Green games AFC teams? I Let's agree. See. That was a, like, not a good 
yeah, like to me. you got to do this against. It doesn't even have to be a division rival, but and I, I don't think the Eagles played the should Bears be. this year. But like it should be against like the Bears or you know what I mean or like a, a classic NFC OG NFL team. Um, so yeah, miss me with this. Uh, they anyway. still could because they've only done it twice. I think they can wear it up to three times. They announced two. I'm guessing they might break so another we, one out for the Giants, but we'll see. So this week we get Cowboys throwbacks, obviously on Thanksgiving, and then Eagles Kelly Green. Uh, so it's a throwback week on the NFC's mixtape, which means we should maybe have some throwback songs. Who knows? Bit of a spoiler. Anyway, but uh, chronologically, the New York Giants will host the Patriots before then. We agree. The Patriots are like all time back, right? Like we agree with this? Yes. Okay. That being said, they are on the road and they are three and a half point favorites over the over the Giants. That is crazy. Like that is yep. that is a slap. It's not even a slap in the face, like because a slap in the face implies like it's it's wrong or it's unfair or something. This, I mean, it's rational and it's reasonable, but like, man, that is a, a real indication of where the Giants are at. And I think I'm going to take the Patriots. Like, I can't. They're so bad, but I just yeah. can't. I can't talk myself into taking the Giants. I can't. I mean, when you consider that the Giants had or were plus six in turnover differential and they still only won by 12 points like that's not a lot to, to have like give a, a lot of teams a plus six in the turnover differential they're going to win a lot more than by 12 points there so that does speak to that the Patriots have been like not good obviously but they've been mildly competitive here's their here are their last five games okay so they lost to the Raiders by four um there was a bad beat in that game at the end I believe right that's because you actually took the one of those teams. Um, uh, they beat the the Bills at home. They lost by two scores to the Dolphins. They only lost by three to the Commanders, and then they lost by four to the Colts. So, like, they haven't been getting, you know, stomped. Like, the Giants have been getting stomped, at least at points along the way. So I get why the Patriots are favored in the standpoint that they haven't been as lifeless as the Giants have been. That being said... I think there could be something to the Giants getting a little taste of winning and believing in themselves and they're at home. And Man, you're just Patriots... trying to manifest at this point. Also, I mean, I this could be a Bailey Zappy game, like for what it's worth. I don't know could if be. that changes your, your opinion. I don't really. That doesn't change a whole lot for me either way. I'm going to say the Giants win. They have to impress their new head coach, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Uh, by the way, on the subject of head coaches, so okay, we differ here. Um, I just saw this like right now in real time. Mike McCarthy's at the podium, obviously, quickly for the Cowboys. Um, he said, um, So you strike me as somebody, uh, Brandon, who loves sleep. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I don't so Mike get enough of it, but I do like it. Mike McCarthy's line uh, that he said in his Tuesday press conference was, I used to think sleep was for the weak. What a dumbass statement that was. I like, man, I feel that. Because I used to be like, oh, I don't need sleep. I'll just power through. That was so dumb. I can't believe I ever thought that way. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I thought that was funny. I thought that would make you giggle. Uh, we have an identical line, at least as of Tuesday at lunchtime, uh, in the Eagles-Bills game, ex except the other way around. Uh, the Eagles are laying three and a half points at home. So just a hair more mm. than your kind of classic tried and true three-point home field advantage. Last time the Eagles were at home, they were three-point favorites right over the Cowboys. That's correct. Um, yeah. At least that's what it was for most of the week. Yeah. So um, interesting. I I really don't know what to, to, to do here. I don't know if you want to go first or want me to go first. This is I'm torn. It's three and a half, right? Eagles are correct. three. And a, um, I'm going to say the Bills cover. It's a three-point game, but the Eagles, it's – look, I just – I I'm done betting. I, I actually picked the Chiefs – or sorry, I picked the Eagles to – um to win against the chiefs but i can't how can i they probably should lose they probably will lose in some ways but it's just like how could i be wrong and then be like oh oh i bet against the eagles who just continue to win somehow uh well it I'm depends what you're betting i mean you know like what was the line on monday night uh it, it fluctuated and i this is what made me feel better about the eagles it fluctuated between two and a half and three throughout the week i thought that was a little interesting the fact that it was like two and a half and it didn't the fact that it didn't go to like chiefs three and a half or something i thought that was a little bit telling that the eagles had a better chance than some people seem to think they had uh depending on who you ask but i'm gonna take the bills to cover here bills are like i know you have your issue with the bills and i know they've been disappointing in a lot of ways and i think uh, the big issue with them is that they beat themselves. They are quite capable of doing that. But if you like, you know, like a point differential and DVOA, they're still like, still oh, dude, yeah, like they're they're, like they're up there. It's it's very they are they're like the inverse. Team. 
they're, they're the inverse of the Eagles, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like where the Eagles are doing these things that like, I, like I tweeted about the Eagles on, on Tuesday. I didn't mean it disrespectfully, although I wish I did. Um, but like, I, I think the Eagles are a flawed team. Like they, mm-hmm. they play like a very flawed team. Every they team win. is a flawed team. There's not, right, not right. a flawed but, team. But like their flaws feel so like in your face and obvious, but they like find ways to win. Whereas the Bills, if you look at like any kind of advanced, you know, data, like mm-hmm. they're a lot less fallible than the Eagles, but they keep losing. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, so these, this is like Jekyll and Hyde meeting for like, who is, who is actually a fraud, but who's not a fraud. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a fraud bowl, but it's sort of a fraud bowl. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Eagles to win bills cover. Obviously again, not like the most important game. It doesn't matter. Every game matters, but like, because it's the AFC game, like if the Eagles lose this game and then they beat the 49ers and Cowboys, I mean, yeah, sign me up. I'll sign up for that all day. But um, I will take the Eagles to win because why not? I agree That's with you that it's not consequential. But if the Lions and Cowboys take care of business on Thanksgiving um, and, you know, put some more pressure on the Eagles, like it becomes what it what it looked like it was going to be at halftime on Monday night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you correct me if I'm wrong. I think you are probably I know you hate the Niners and you know, blah, blah, blah. But like. I think it makes more sense to be afraid of the Niners than the Bills. Is that fair to say? So, like, it would it would feel it w- it would feel like a slippery slope entering next week. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you gave you know some cushion away to head into a game against the 49ers, I think. But you know, obviously, it's easy to say right now. We have no idea how the game's going to go. By the way, um, we'll go ahead real quick. Why don't we also kind of quickly predict what's going to happen elsewhere in the NFC since that is relevant. Do you think, so you think the Lions are going to take care of business against the Packers? For what it's worth, since we like to discuss things from a Lions perspective, they are seven and a half point favorites against the yeah, Packers. I mean, I think they're, I think they're going to take care of the Packers. Yeah, me too. The Lions are also flawed, like everyone. Um, uh, but should have lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, but offensively, they're just too much for Green Bay to handle right now. Like, I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you see um, The Athletic did uh, like an NFL player survey? I didn't uh, fully um, read through that yet, but I saw that they did that. Yeah, I, was, I just looked at the, the graphics, um, and there was one that was like, who's the best player in the NFL? And I think Patrick Mahomes like ran away with it. But like oh. there were other like nominees, and Jared Goff was there. And it's like, okay, we could respect Jared Goff without – going who's saying that i mean i'm just saying like i saw his name you'll see it yourself it was on there but so okay so we think the lions take care of business uh we think the cowboys take care of business and the 49ers the 49ers beat the seahawks yes yeah so um so you think it's a it's a poor thanksgiving from an eagles fan perspective um, and i think they make up for on sunday and then they kind of hold serve again that'd be interesting there'd be a lot of you know it, there'd be the power of, of three fan bases rooting against the Eagles. Four, I guess, if you count the Bills. Um, I'm curious to hear what Jay Spence thinks about them. I'm sure he'll mm. make his way onto BGN Radio this week. Also, while we're kind of like dancing around and looking at different things, DraftKings does have odds available right now. It's really early, obviously, for the Week 13 games involved here. Uh, now, I uh, wrote about this last week. Now, this has changed, too, uh, to be fair. But as of last week's NFC standings, all seven or all six of the seven playoff teams again this was a week ago play one another in week 13. the vikings are on by so they don't obviously but the lions play the saints the niners play the eagles and the cowboys play the seahawks so we're about to see like some serious you know um i wouldn't say fork in the road or whatever yeah exactly opposite of that but as far as those lines are concerned um dallas is currently again this is tuesday the 21st uh, they're six point favorites at home against the Seahawks on mm-hmm. Thursday night football next week. Um, I think we'd probably both take Dallas right now. Is that fair? Yeah, the Seahawks are not trending in a great way, but also, you know, hey, if they the, beat the 49ers, then I might feel differently. This line is interesting to me. The Lions are only three point favorites, uh, against the Saints. Granted, it's in the Superdome, mm. but still, I would have thought that would have been larger. Yeah, that tells you that the Lions are not as good as <laughs> the record indicates if they're not getting um, that much respect. And, and we'll see if this, I mean, these lines will probably change at least minimally. Uh, but for the first time, I don't know in how long, um, the Eagles will not be or should might not be three-point home favorites at the very least. Uh, they are currently one-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Niners next week. Mm. So uh, Vegas thinks that the Niners are a better team on a neutral field. All right. Wow. Okay. 
it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. It's a fun time. Like this is a fun time of year, Thanksgiving and everything like that. So um, we have to do the like obligatory sports radio podcasting where it's like, let's rank the Thanksgiving foods or whatever. So I know you famously don't like uh, Thanksgiving food. Uh, is this right. a Wawa scene this week for you? No, I'm going to have traditional Thanksgiving food with my parents on Thursday. Um, prior to that, we'll be doing a Friendsgiving get together on Wednesday with uh, longtime loyal listeners. Hold in and elizabeth i don't like just, Holden. that's, Holden's that's on kind of like you love Holden. uh it's kind of like a, that's more like a potluck situation you know like everyone bring something what are you uh, taking so i'm bringing my i think it's my grandma's recipe but my mom has made it for years now cheesy hash brown casserole it's oh casserole. respect okay great you can't you can't it's never not a crowd pleaser at a party like no one's ever like like not that's that's always gone like instant it's just gone like yeah you better get it while it's there because it's not gonna last right on i um i don't think we've spoken since i did this i smoked a, a practice turkey uh on the pellet grill um went well well enough to where i feel confident doing it this week uh so thursday's a big day for me because i'm smoking the turkey managing the cowboys game um etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but uh very excited for that stuffing obviously is great uh sweet potatoes mac and cheese i'm all about it all um i have uh, lamented about this a few times you've probably heard it more than anybody else but uh my son was born two years ago the night before thanksgiving uh so my wife and i were well, she was in the hospital i was just existing uh but on thanksgiving and she got uh granted it was a hospital meal but she got thanksgiving i had burger king uh on thanksgiving mm. two years ago and i was very excited for thanksgiving last year because i was like okay like i've been waiting you know, at the time, two years for this, because I didn't really get my my fill in 2021. But my son's first birthday was on Thanksgiving last year. So I mean, it was just this and the Cowboys were playing like it's this hectic thing. So this year, his birthday is on Friday, we had the party last week. It was awesome. Super excited to celebrate with him, obviously on Friday. But uh, Thursday's just about Thanksgiving and the Cowboys. I am pumped. Okay, exciting. We should get to our songs. Wow, I thought that would be, you know, more fun. Um, anything else you want to offer before songs? I do have one thing that oh, I've been no. thinking about a oh, lot. No. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. What? I think it's funny how we're like, people will say, it'll be very interesting to see. It's not interesting when you're saying it's interesting to see, or like, this is going to be very interesting. No, it's not. It's not going to be, it's one of the least, one of the least interesting things you can say is it's, it's going to be interesting. It's not an interesting thing to say. Um, it's a bit reductive. Um, I agree with that. Like it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Like, get, yeah, I know, right? But that's not interesting to say. It's funny I would put that in this in the same box as like um, I've, I don't like the have your cake and eat it too thing. I've explained it mm -hmm. before. I also don't like when people will be like, you know, he's not getting any younger. Who is like 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 show, point me to the person or, or when people be like. When people refer to a moment and say, well, it's a fleeting moment, they are all literally fleeting at the mm. exact same pace. Like no, no moment is fleeting faster than any other. So, mm. uh, Brandon, actually, well, Rachelle got her song in first, um, as she yep. always does. Uh, let me see, let me pull it up. She went with, she said, my song is Loving On Me by Jack Harlow, just because I like that song right now, LOL. Okay. I like the simplicity that Rachel's going for. I mean, yeah, as we usually tell our guests it's not like you have to pick a song for a certain reason just any song you want to add i am going to go thematic for this one and i know the spooky season is over but i think it's still appropriate that i add the halloween theme from the you know the michaels myers movies to the playlist because that's like what the eagles are man they are like michael myers you hear that music it's like what are you talking about he's still alive we like shot him 50 times and we lit him on fire and we buried him and it's just like nope just keeps coming back keeps See, doing I, told, thing. I totally disagree with this this analogy because the what? eagles are not a team that people do that to the eagles are the are the bad guy that like people but like they the, trailed the, though that's the thing like they've no, been I, in the spot it's not ideal and they just I somehow know. find a way to do what they want anyway but what i'm saying is like in a scary movie, you you would say to like the person running away that's being chased, you would say like, yeah, like chop their head off, like set them on fire. But mm -hmm. people aren't doing that to the Eagles. They like knock them on the head with the bat and then like leave the bat on the ground and well, that's just like, like Michael walk Myers away. though. That's like what people do to him. And I it's mean, not from my perspective, obviously. I enjoy when the Eagles win, but for everyone else, I have to feel like the Eagles are Michael Myers. It's just like, what the heck? They were down 10 to the Chiefs and they still didn't lose. Like this is so annoying. Um, 
fine. Okay, it's, it's my song. pick. You can't like. No, I'm not. My pick. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't add the song. I'm just saying like I think that it's a different perspective. But um, okay, uh, my song is one of my favorite songs uh, from one of my favorite movies, um, and it's one of those songs that like is by a great band. Uh, but people only associate with a movie like you know what I mean like you know how there's a song that like even though it's a great song in and of itself and the band is like you know known for a lot of things like people still kind of like you know they, they just marry the song uh, to the movie I'm gonna go with the song Accidentally in Love by Counting Crows do you know what movie Shrek. Shrek 2 to be specific I mean that's um, the Shrek franchise is what I was going for yes. I mean it's Shrek 2 I mean let's just let's be straight I didn't up say about Shrek it. 1 I just said Shrek you said Shrek. That's the name of the first Shrek movie. It's, also the it's name just of the Shrek. franchise. It's nobody refer. Nobody's ever said the with the words the Shrek franchise. The nobody Shrek, says that. The Shrekiverse. <laughs> um, that feels like a good note to end it on. Uh, Brandon, as we leave, you are going to impersonate Shrek, saying that the Eagles won. So go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I should do that. Is that like, is that, is that uh, okay to do? Is that not? Is that not like? I don't want to appropriate anyone's culture here. And uh, well, I don't know. Make I a mean, mockery of it. Okay, fine. Um, you're going to tell us uh, because Shrek is green. Your five favorite things that are green, but you can't pick Shrek or the Eagles. Wow. My five favorite things that are green. Number one, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Number two, um, I love like a good tomatillo sauce. You know, like okay, like, some enchiladas. It's a strong list so far. Okay. Uh, great. Number three, it's in a similar vein, and I'm just really just trying to do this rapid fire, so I'm not really thinking about it. Number three is the Tabasco hot sauce that's green. That one's good not spicy, call. but it's a that, really good flavor. Is that like chipotle? You, yeah, the, yeah. The first time I ever had that, I put it like on some empanadas. It's so good, dude. It's such a good pairing. Okay. And again, if you're someone who can't like handle the heat, it's a good one to to go with. A lot of flavor there. Um, number four. I'm gonna go with Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda is green, and I also have it literally right here with me. So that's what just popped into my mind. And number five, can I give I, you number five? I'll give help okay. you out because I'll you, defer you to. Yeah, I'll let you have. Number um, five. I don't eat it, but my whole family loves it. My mom makes like a pistachio, um, like gelatiny, creamy whipped cream sort of texture. Um, well, it's it's like a jello-y kind of texture um that that people eat with spoons it's not my thing but you know what i mean people like it but it's green as well hmm all right <laughs>